Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Steves here. Mary, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Illinois has one of the strongest laws. It's the Biometric Information Privacy Act. It was enacted in 2008, and it's one of the toughest on the books in the entire nation. But it's not like we all stay in Illinois every day of the week. And there is biometric data being being shared and you know our faces are being screened our fingerprints there's so many aspects to this scott spiro was on with us i don't know about a week and a half ago welcome back scott uh scott's a cybersecurity expert co-founder of sugar shot tell everybody what sugar shot is again well thanks for having me back um sugar shot's a, a cyber security company so we help protect organizations as they grow and scale from cyber attacks, and we also work to maintain their infrastructure, make sure their staff is helped out, all those good, fun things. Yeah. So um, I, I come back to you because I think a lot of people don't understand how many times they are being scanned and how it's being done. So it's not just your face. It could be your fingerprints, your voice prints, vein patterns in your palm. Uh, what other ways are we being scanned when we're unaware yeah, of you you, a lot of times when you go to uh, casinos in Las Vegas, it's it's not something you're going to notice. But as you walk into the casino, you, if you look, you'll see some signs saying that you're being um, you're being scanned. And um, I just most people don't notice it. Actually, they just kind of walk walk through that. So so enhanced security, I guess, would be one of those things. Airports, casinos, public spaces. And I was just sharing a story about Taylor Swift using it at concerts to find stalkers and increase her security. Is it something that is being used, you know, on a wide basis at concerts or sporting events or entertainment places where we would generally gather? Yeah, absolutely. And and I know that we didn't get to talk about some of the positive. There is some positive, I think, some positive aspects of this technology. But, yes, being able to... Uh, protect artists and being being able to protect people in general um, is, I think, something enhanced security is something that's positive. Um, we can track, I, meaning we law enforcement can can track criminals, um, and they're able to move more swiftly. I mean, if you think about some of the possibilities, perhaps in the future uh, for schools and in the education system, it, it, it's probably a way that we can protect our our children as well. I'd expect. So will there be a point in the future where we'll be using a face scan as an entry ticket to a concert or a movie or any other event? I think you will start to see this sort of um, technology being being used, and I think it'll roll out uh, slowly. And once it's become more acceptable, uh, yeah, I think it'll I think it might proliferate even even quicker. So, yeah, I, I think you'll see that. And you have to explain this to me, Scott, because last week I had to do a TV shoot and I had the best makeup artist in Chicago come in. She put the fake eyelashes on and everything. My my phone did not recognize me. How can that be? Is my phone just screwed up? Because, I mean, obviously we have we have facial scan technology on our phones. That's how I access it. The technology is is solid, but it's not it's not. It, it, if you if you if you put a mask over your face or if you change some if you change your face in a way that it's just unrecognizable then the system isn't going to 
isn't going to work. But that's, I think, the point of it, right? It, it really wants the, the, if you think of facial recognition that, that Apple uses or, or Windows Hello for Microsoft, all these technologies are designed to keep our information safe, uh, to make sure that the person accessing that information is, in fact, the person that should be accessing it. So if you look at it from that perspective, um, when you when you enhanced your your makeup, um, <laughs> it, it did it. It may have done its job. Yeah, apparently that makeup artist is really good. Uh, Scott Spiro is a right. cybersecurity expert and co-founder of SugarShot. We're talking about biometric data being collected, face scans, palm scans, finger scans. Would you say that Illinois probably has the toughest laws on the books about this? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's one of them, and um, I, I, I do think it will come. It, it might take a bit more time. But in other states, you're, you're seeing it more and more. In fact, I was shopping at, um, I think it was an Amazon store. And at this store, when you walk into the store, it uses palm recognition to let you in. Once you're in, you can grab whatever you want and, and walk out. How, how, how convenient is that? I've done that. I didn't know that had to do with a biometric scan because I used my phone when I walked in. It scanned my phone, and then yeah, you. There's one right in downtown Chicago. You grab what you want, you walk out, and you yeah, don't. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but, but, but in order for you to access your phone, you had to use facial recognition, right? And when you first set up the account with the store, at least some of them they're using palm recognition. Interesting. So, they're all connected, yeah. Okay, so this is what I want, an understanding of this, because I don't think we all realize how often this is happening. I, I do know that we got our 397 bucks from Facebook in Illinois. There's a Google settlement that's being held up in court. Somebody just sent a text and said, years ago, my son worked at Osco as a pharmacy tech. Last year, he got a check for $615 due to the store requiring biometrics. Um, we're seeing that with a lot of other stores or amusement parks in around Illinois. How long has this technology been in use? Like, as, as much as, I mean, when did it really come in vogue? Well, I, I personally think that, that Apple really pushed this forward quite a bit once they began using their fingerprint technology. If you think back to the first iPhone that, in, that included fingerprint recognition, and I think we're going back a good four years, maybe three, three or four years. I, I think that that's when we saw saw it, it, wide use in in public, um, by the public. Um, but I think what you're describing is starting to cross over into a perhaps a separate topic around how how our personal information is harvested by big tech, perhaps, and how that is being leveraged and used without necessarily our approval. Although by using their services, their free services, um, we are, in fact, uh, giving them some approval. So I think it's a, well, you've actually opened up an even wider topic, I think. Absolutely, because it could go on forever and ever, and it is of great interest because it is about being used without our permission. Yes, we give big tech right. a lot of permission, but if you go into a grocery store or a concert or a movie theater, you really don't think it's happening. Right. No, you don't. You don't. It's very much behind the scenes. It's an incognito, if you could put it that way. Um, on one hand, it's there because you're, it, it works in the background because there's just so many people coming through, right? You can't, if, if, you were to, if you were to search everybody and look at everyone, it would just take so much time that folks wouldn't even be able to get into the concert. And I don't even know if you wouldn't have a concert that was safe. So I, I think that it's important. You know, my perspective, of course, is that, people understand what they're agreeing to. And that should be very obvious, right? It should be very obvious when you go into a, 
um, into an event like that, that that indeed you are agreeing essentially to being to being scanned. And everybody, they say, has a doppelganger. So um, how good is this technology? And could they be scanning my face and misidentify me? Well, misidentification, they've they've occurred, um, although it's been very, very rare. It's been very rare indeed, and the technology is going to continue to improve. So while I think there's a risk, I think you have to kind of weigh the the risk versus reward. Um, and, And remember, it's not just access to concerts, this technology is being leveraged to find missing persons, right? It's being fine. They're using it in disaster relief um, scenarios. Um, victims of human trafficking. Uh, human trafficking, I think, will be a very, very much um, enhanced our ability to, um, to, to track uh, human traffickers and people that have, in fact, been kidnapped. I think this will help. And how long before it shows up in divorce court? <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't show up in, uh, on, on me, uh, I'll probably be, be okay. That's how we all feel. Thank you for joining us, Scott. Right. Well, thank you. <laughs> Scott thank Spiro, you. cybersecurity expert and co-founder of SugarShot on how often our faces are actually being scanned, or our fingers, or our palms, or anything else. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.